0: Well hello everybody, this is Louise Eddington, the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology and I'm here with my weirdly cosmic cosmic podcast (laughs) um, for the new moon, the Virgo new moon that is coming up on August the 27th, 2022. I'm actually recording this on August the 11th and I'll look a little bit at the um, astrological changes that happen between today's full moon, and the new moon on August the 27th. But before we go and look at that chart, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to my channel, maybe give the video a thumbs up and leave me a comment. I do respond to comments. I love to get them. And that's if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening uh, where you uh, like to listen to your um, podcasts, then I would also invite you to go to iTunes and leave my podcast a review, hopefully five-star. But the more reviews I get, the more the algorithms work and the and the, you know, everything kind of goes up. And so do comments and subscribes and things like that. They all help the algorithms. <laughs> so the uh, full moon, sorry, the new moon that's coming up on August the 27th will be at 2.17 a.m. Mountain Time. We'll look at the chart in a minute. But uh, it's a Virgo new moon. And I pulled three cards for this Virgo new moon. And I actually uh, used a new deck that I've become rather fond of very quickly. And it's the Tarot of Dreams. Okay, this is um, by Lee Burston and i just love the artwork in, in this i actually found the deck through um watching revealing like tarot on youtube so give her a little check out as well she's she's a fabulous tarot reader um and this deck is unusual is it and that it has one extra card and i pulled three cards for this new moon and i actually pulled um the extra card and the extra card is the kabbalistic Ker- tree of life okay the Merkaba the that brings all of things in together now there's no interpretation for this card in the book so I'm going to interpret what this means in this respect Um, for me personally Um, this is the whole of life the totality of life this is the tree of life this is what we are in as humans in our existence on this earth Now, Virgo is very much about becoming whole as well, but there's more to this, and I'm going to come back to that when we look at the astrology charts, but this is a reminder that we're kind of in this bigger picture to my mind, so that's the first card I pulled. The second card I pulled is the Page of Cups, which is a lovely card because that's kind of a new emotional start, kind of fresh start. Uh, very new moony but this is about cups this is about relationships love and emotion so there's a new start coming definitely um under this energy even though we still appear to be in kind of crazy chaos out there in the in the world and then the third card I pulled very pleased to see this justice is coming accountability balance um I did actually like what um, she said in this, or he, whichever it is, said in this book um, for the brief description, that this is a reminder um, that there must be absolutes of right and wrong if life is to have meaning. And I think we're realising that, you know, we'd kind of come into this um, time where there were no absolutes, and I think we're moving back into it of what's right, what's wrong. So we're heading that way anyway. So let's have a look at the astrology of these things. And I'll tell you why I want to come back to this um, this chart, okay? Or this card. So the Virgo new moon is on August the 27th. As I said, it's at 2.17 a.m. Mountain Time, which is 1.17 a.m. Pacific, Eastern and 9.17am in the UK. So it's going to be on the 27th for everybody. Okay. So it's a nine day, which is the last number, a number of completion. We're still in a sixth year. So still the rise of the divine feminine, as I said. And we're still in August, which is the eight months. And the eight is, eight is the number of strength and courage and balance. And real we'll kind of justice in a way. And put that all together. So we have nine. I did add this up before, but <laughs> i forgotten what. So nine and six is 15 and 823. So it's actually a 23 universal day, which makes a five. And that's a definitely a number of change. And since this is a Virgo new moon, a mutable um, um, sign, uh, unsurprisingly, change is coming. <laughs> so this a new moon, if you can see some things I've highlighted on this chart, is at four degrees Virgo. Um, the sun and moon are conjunct. It's in an almost exact by two minutes square to Mars in Gemini which is really adding some spice into this new moon energy. But the other thing I find quite astounding is that we have Foulos here, which is one of the centaurs. I've started working with the centaurs because they are, um, in my opinion and the opinion of others who work with the centaurs, they are really kind of bringing in this change um, that we're experiencing. Those and the uh, newly discovered dwarf planets. But Pholus is basic his basic succinct message is take the lid off it." So I'll talk about what all that means in a in a moment too, um, well, when we talk about the whole thing. A couple of other things I want to talk about, and I'll probably bring in some other things, but one in particular is that Ceres is at fifteen Leo, which is the world point. And that means that's one of the cross-quarter degrees. When the sun hits the world point, it's at the cross-quarter. And we've just had that cross-quarter day. So Ceres is sitting right on one of the world points and is in an almost exact trying to Chiron. They're both at 15 degrees, which is a six, and we're in a six year, bringing healing um, Ceres is interestingly sandwiched between asteroid Lilith and Venus, almost exactly at the midpoint, not quite. Uh, two goddess, we've got three powerful goddess energies there and I'll talk about what that means as well. I think this this new moon is going to be quite a shake up, but I also think there's huge potential for moving forward and actually kind of creating Um, kind of a better world really and bringing this sense of balance and justice which is the Libra card not just just legal justice but bringing back things back into balance and harmony but why do I think why did I go oh I picked this card okay the tree of life I was suddenly like ah back in um so this is a new moon at four Virgo, okay, and the opposite sign of that is Pisces. So back in um, October, sorry, September the 1st, 2020, two years almost to the day from this new Virgo new moon that we've got coming up, we actually had a full moon, at 10 Virgo, okay, that formed a tree of life configuration. And I I noted this when when we had this in the podcast way back then. I was like, this is a, I've never seen this configuration before. I've never heard anybody talking about this configuration in astrology. You know, if you look at this, it was pretty much all, all exact with these at 24, 25 degrees. Okay, I've added some extra bits in there. With this at 10 degrees, conjunct Nessus, which is another centaur, saying the book stops here. But on that full moon, almost exactly two years ago, Ceres was at four degrees of Pisces, opposite the point of this um, new moon. Now, I'm going to do, a, uh, I think I'm going to have to do a masterclass on Ceres. I've done a presentation on Ceres um, a few times, and I kind of learn more about her over time. But it's my opinion that Ceres is a major, major factor in our um, collective evolution. And the fact that she is bringing this tree of life configuration back in on this new moon almost two years to the day since that full moon we're reaching some kind of fulfillment or some new beginning i think from something that began back in the fall of 2020 or the autumn of 2020 so i don't want to get too hung up on that but just think about that Think about what's happened to you, you know, maybe look back at your Facebook memories over the last two years and say what's shifted, what's changed. I think something, you know, that kind of was released then or something that began changing then in you is going to start, uh, you're going to start taking action on it now and collectively we all are too. I actually should look back at the um, history perhaps of that day. So if you'd like me to do that really quickly, (laughs) onthisday.com is the site I quickly uh, use. So that was 2020, a year that will remain in infamy. (laughs) And um, if I quickly look to the headlines for September... Astronomers report possible signs of life on Venus after detecting phosphine in planets' atmosphere by telescope. Oh, wow. Um, there was um, a big fire in California that became the largest recorded in state history. We may have beaten that now, but I'm not sure. Um, Belarusian Saw Lukashenko win 80% of the votes, um, causing but um, bit of unofficially lose. Oh, so he officially won votes and unofficially lost um, in the election, which uh, sparked wide, pro- widespread protests in Belarus in that area where we've got a lot of, you know, trouble going on now. Um, lead in the lead up to it we had the highest ever temperature recorded in the arctic circle uh, 38 degrees centigrade which was 100 fahrenheit in siberia and series by the way is very associated with climate change um of um just a little side note trump had covid as well back then um right after that full moon so um I'll let you kind of (laughs) look back and think uh, what's going on with all of that. All right. So that's just kind of, you know, what came to me with that card. There's something coming back and I want you all to kind of really think for yourselves um, what's coming back. I do think a lot of it might be to do with climate change, particularly with Ceres being... um, Uh, she was at the opposing point to this new moon, and now she's on this world axis. And I'll give my opinion about that when I come back and talk about this new moon. So let's quickly, first of all, look at the um, numbers, number four, at least. We're just going to look at number four today for for the uh, new moon being at four degrees and making these aspects to Mars at four degrees and uh, Follis at four degrees. Um have we Yeah, that's the all the ones that were four Nothing else was so four four is practicality, organization um service patience um devotion application, pragmatism, all very virgo in words, so here we have a virgo and new moon at four degrees so even though I think this new moon could be quite discordant in some ways I think we're really going to be invited to take a real uh, practical approach to um, whatever comes up through all this and we'll be take a serious disciplined system systemic ordered approach to it bringing things back into harmony and balance and emotionally this card tells me that we'll be ready for this this is about building solid foundations okay now four is a stabilizer number so you know it can take undertake difficult or unpleasant tasks Um, the the four is so we'll be we'll be ready to really emotionally take on with um, conviction, any unpleasant tasks that come our way um, collectively and um, individually. Um, Four likes security, stability, home. Virgo likes stability, likes things to to know where things are. Um, It's not, uh, you know, Virgo always gets this thing about being so neat and tidy. Every Virgo I've known is not that way but they like to do like to have some order in their mind. So so just think of that, of bringing this practical solution to some things that perhaps started two years ago, okay? So looking at the actual astrology itself, this square to Mars. Mars is moving into Gemini. Mars is, um, Mars actually... um, moves into Gemini I should have looked at these dates up but Mars moves into Gemini on August the 20th so just a week before this but Mars is going to be in Gemini until March the 25th 2023 because he's going to have a retrograde in Gemini I'll be talking more about that later but um but you know We're activating this Mars in Gemini and Mars in Gemini is very quick, very quick thinking, very quick communication, very quick change. Gemini is a mutable sign as well. Very kind of curious fitting to one thing or another. Virgo kind of likes this practical, solid approach, but is also a mutable sign that likes change. But these are both in aspect to Follis in Capricorn. The the Virgo New Moon is in a trine aspect to Follis in Capricorn. Follis taking the lid off things around our structures, our um, uh, uh, the structures we live under, the the kind of uh, re, uh, the the banking, the institutions, but also our own structures of our lives. Whether we've got this job and this house, and you know, these are all the structures of our life. That we live under, it's we've it's commonly referred to as the patriarchy because we've been living under patriarchal conditions. But Capricorn isn't the patriarchy, but Capricorn is the structures um, that we create, the man-made laws, the man-made rules. Um, Jupiter and Sagittarius tends to be connected more with natural law. Um, Capricorn and Saturn is generally more connected with um, the man-made structures and man-made laws so with this little triad coming at four degrees we're trying to create stability from all this but this is going to be difficult we're going to face some challenges facing stability with all of this the desire is for stability but what's shaken up we'll have to deal with and remember i said the four has the ability to take these tasks on goodness excuse my dog (laughs) so you know it's quite a challenging triad but it's also one that can really take the task on get to work think what do I need to be of service in and I think this is going to be a lot to do with climate change and a lot to do with communication now mercury is the ruler of both at the new moon, the Virgo new moon, and also um, where Mars is in Gemini. So this is a very Mercurial new moon. And Mercury on this um actual lunation um has moved into Libra two days before the new moon. Mercury moves into Libra on August the 25th and is heading into the third and final retrograde of the year though he does actually turn retrograde in Capricorn just before the end of the year but the first fight fi- the last final full retrograde that will begin at eight Libra but on this new moon Mercury has moved to one degree of Libra and here we have the justice card Mercury and Libra likes justice so whatever is brought up uh, and and again to you know find that balance between the rights and the wrongs and find that harmony and all that kind of thing that I talked about so whatever is brought up moving into this new moon we are going to have this big task of bringing the balance in bringing people in talking to them mediating mercury in libra in libra is is really the mediator the diplomat I think there's going to be a lot of bringing together in this new moon, which is really wonderful to my mind. Now, remember all this, uh, the new moon in Virgo, square Mars, trying to fall us, is taking place at four Virgo. But Ceres was at four Pisces two years ago. So but this new moon is opposing that point of four Pisces of where we reached this scary temperature in the Antarctic and uh, and where we reached a peak. And it's becoming really clear now. People are actually starting to look up. No matter what you think of this uh, new bill that's going through um, in the US um, government, um, it is the first um, bill to address anything with climate change in the USA it may not be good enough you may like think it's all appalling it doesn't matter energetically it is the first bill to do anything towards climate change i think people are starting to wake up We're, you know we've had this um energy of the uranus north node mars conjunction at 18 um taurus taurus very earthly sign going, come on, wake up, people. Wake up to what do you value? And and incidentally, while we mention Uranus, Uranus actually stations retrograde three days before this new moon. He's uh, still at the 18-degree mark, and he's going back and going, what have we woken up to? What do we need to bring radical change to? So even though on the face of it, this new moon seems quite challenging because of the square to Mars and because Folus is taking the lid off things, whatever we, whatever we get taken the lid off to, whatever comes in our faces, maybe more big fires or something, you know, um, we've got a lot of Leo energy leading up to that. It is beginning to wake people up. All right. So, um, so back to Ceres. Okay. Ceres is at the world point, 15 Leo. Uh, she's lovely, nicely um, snuggled be- between asteroid Lilith, who is kind of like the, um, the original Lilith, the talk to the hand Lilith, a symbol looks like a hand of saying, no, we need the goddess energy coming up. We need the divine feminine energy. We need the energy of balance to go back to that Libra card. We've got to bring this in. We've got to start taking that more balanced yin approach to how we live with each other and with the earth. And then on the other side of Ceres, we have Venus, who is really our higher selves, and Venus is just about to disappear from sight behind the sun, heading towards her superior conjunction. She actually will disappear on um, September the 14th but just two days before this um, before this uh, new moon on August the 25th The moon will conjunct Venus for what's called her last gate. And this is quite a transformational period as well, because Venus is um, then moving towards her first Libra star point. The same place it was at, at on October the 22nd, 1771, will take place on October the 22nd, 2022. And it's the first Libra star point. Back to the card again. Since, um, since the late 18th century. So we've got big shifts in energy coming and it's all pointing towards this card, Libra, balance, justice, really diplomacy, harmony, all that kind of thing. And of course, Venus rules where Uranus is now and um, and where we are being woken up to. And the Taurus North Node, which is our values, sustainability, all that kind of thing. We are really being woken up to what we need to sustain our life on this planet. The planet will be fine. The planet will recover. But will we? <laughs> but I actually think we will. Ceres... Um, I can't give you my whole presentation in this, but Ceres is definitely associated with what we are doing to the Earth. I, in my opinion, Ceres uh, could probably be kind of a missing personal planet. I'm going to do a big uh, presentation on that and I'll invite you all to come and join me. A free, uh, well, uh, sorry, not free, I'm going to charge a little bit for it because it's going to be a masterclass kind of webinar, but I only charge a small amount. But but Ceres, I think, is one of the most important planets. And here she is on this new moon, relating back to that two years ago, that tree of life full moon. And she is in a lovely trine aspect with Chiron. Chiron is the shaman, the healer, the medicine man. Chiron in Aries is saying what, action we can take to be the change that we want to see in the world what part our we are playing in this healing Chiron is also healing kind of this divine masculine energy and again nothing to do with men nothing to do with actual gender or sex the divine masculine energy though that we've been kind of living under of control and dominion and, you know, we rape the earth, we we uh, we control everything. We have this hierarchical leadership. We have this um, energy of domination. And uh, we are being asked to heal that so that we can all live more harmoniously and support each other. And the astrology is really pointing us to that energy. Now, I do want to say that we've got an awful lot around 15 degrees. Ceres is square the nodes on this. The nodes are at 16 degrees and eight minutes of Scorpio and um, and Taurus. And so on this world point, Ceres is squaring the nodes, which is always a turning point. I think we are going to see more climate change action. And actually, the I was listening to a wonderful podcast um, called Leather Time. David Soroda. and here he was interviewing a journalist who writes on climate change all the time, and he was saying there's becoming more and more of a consensus among scientists that we actually can halt this climate change. There is hope, so you know we've we've, but we have to take action, which is very Martian, of course. But um, you know, without with if we do take the action that we are starting to wake up to needing then we can halt it and then gradually reverse it. We're going to be living at these heightened temperatures for quite some years. But even if we stop it getting worse, it's you, you get the idea. Ceres squaring the nodes, for my mind, on this new moon is a major turning point in that. Uranus conjunct the north node, waking us up uh, even more to what we need to do and bringing the radical change that is needed. All right. And uh, Hygieia on the south node is very much about holistic health. And uh, and it's generally agreed. I was reading some articles about this the other day that um, a lot of the causes of ill health um, and so-called disorders these days are a lot to do with climate change you know we've got a lot of immune disorders we've got the pandemics coming back we've got a lot um, a big rise in autism and ADHD and and so on and so forth apparently you know there's a lot of scientific evidence and I'm not a scientist but I'm just reading these articles that they're on the rise because Of climate change because our food supply is really bad and things like that. And Ceres squaring the nodes on, well, right after this new moon, uh, probably just a couple of hours or maybe the next day, but really squaring the nodes on this new moon. Ceres is very much to do with our food supply and our farming and how we farm and how we work with the earth and the natural cycles of it. So I do see this as a really hopeful new beginning for bringing stability, even if we stabilise, you know, climate change for now, even if we start to stabilise it. I think with things like this bill coming through with the first and anything to do with climate change is really hopeful that more is going to come through. And we're going to start doing more at a local level and an individual level, you know, more kind of more community farming, sustainable farming, coming back to all of these things, living more in tune, uh, people learning to, I don't know, fish. <laughs> you, you get the idea. Um, because um, Ceres was discovered in uh, the Industrial Revolution and she was kind of hiding in plain sight till the climate crisis really came um, about. And um, and when Eris was discovered in 2005, uh, that led to Ceres being uh, reclassified from asteroid to dwarf planet and since that point we've really become aware of climate change okay we've really it's the disruption has been undeniable um, and and in my opinion ceres being kind of the great mother who who stopped the harvest when her daughter persephone went went to the underworld with hades whether if she was kidnapped or ran away um ceres has been showing us what we're doing wrong so that's a little bit of what I would talk about with Ceres. Um, but anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Oh, other things at 15 degrees. Ceres is at 15 degrees. She square the nodes, as I said. We also have Black Moon Lilith, who was the original female. I st- actually started using the mean calculation of Lilith again. I was finding that the true calculation was not really speaking to me. But anyway, Black Moon Lilith is at 14 Cancer. So she's kind of in a semi-sextile. So that's more divine feminine energy coming in. We've also got Nessus, which is another of these centaurs at 15 degrees Pisces. And Nessus is the book stops here. And that's in a quincunx aspect by just three minutes to series on this new moon, saying make adjustments. It's time. The book stops here. We have to bring these changes we have to things bring things back into balance and stability in kind of all ways i'm not just talking about legal um stability and i'm not just thinking about you know legal rights and wrongs even though i've mentioned that and it will apply to that i'm thinking of stability of how we work with the earth so we're not destroying our soil how we support um Countries that are in or, and areas of the world that are in extreme drought so that we can bring more stability back in. In my own state of Utah, um, there's a, a little bit of frore at the moment. We are low on water. We are in drought. And yet we have cash crops of, of alfalfa, which are really water heavy, that are getting shipped to Saudi Arabia when are we going to stop doing this kind of thing all right and work with crops that grow in the environment that we live in and stop by um, eating avocados um, when in places where they're not grown and so on and so forth calling everybody out on that one right (laughs) so it's a big new moon um it's gonna feel quite discordant with the square to Mars and the aspect to Folus, I think, but I also think it's gonna give us things to really get our hands into and meet in uh you know really get practical and say let's find these practical solutions to whatever is coming up and um let's move to the symbols so I'm going to actually read the Chandra symbol first and then the Sabian symbol. The Chandra symbol is a skull on a pole at the entrance of to a dark wood. The mind of death always knows ahead of time each and every danger, problem and dilemma. The Cassandra complex warning self and and world of what will go wrong. Now, that's kind of like very Virgo, like worrying, seeing what can go wrong. OK, so cautioning, tempering and suppressing, you can afford no mistakes. The mind is set upon doing it just right from start to finish. When there are hitches and snags, you hit the roof with qualms and doubts, the self against it. The mind standing over the spontaneous one and saying, no, you can't go that way. Forebodings are a self-fulfilling prophecy. The self proves itself right and wrong, right about nothing working and wrong to be in that position. This is a mindset to be eroded and worn out, supplanted by fresh inquiry with no agenda, no worry and just the truth that there is death in everything, and life to follow if you let go into it completely. So, like I often find the the um, Chandra symbols are cautionary, and this one I would say is very cautionary because with you know Virgo can go to dark places, worry, monkey mind. Um, what can go wrong? What's wrong? All that kind of energy, and Mars can cut right into that as well. In Gemini, we're being asked on this new moon to work on our mindset, to supplant that mindset with fresh inquiry. Mercury in Libra, we've got the opportunity to do it with no agenda and no worry, and um, and just knowing that there are cycles of life and life will follow if we let go into it and take practical action to bring change. Now the Sabian symbol is just beautiful though so I do find this new moon very hopeful even though I think it's not going to be easy. A man becoming aware of nature spirits and normally unseen spirit spiritual agencies. The keynote is the opening of new levels of consciousness. So we see the individual seeking to bring out of everyday contacts a consciousness of significant form and meaning. As the sequence ends, a further stage of realisation is shown in its initial and relatively primitive character. The consciousness is gradually reaching beyond physical characteristics, and becoming aware of energy processes, i.e. of the dynamism of forces which externalize themselves as life forms. So uh, the mind in its objectivizing and analytical character always tends to give name and form to that which it contacts as energy process. It images forth energy or feeling, relating it to more or less familiar sense experience. We call this imagination. Now, kind of summed up, really, with this is that we are going to get new spiritual awarenesses, and we are kind of give this new, heightened consciousness new form, and make sense of it, which is very Virgo, and and really kind of. Um, Relate it to our own sense experience and see how we can work with this to move forward. So in a nutshell, really, I kind of think we are going to get to work. (laughs) We are going to get to work creating a new life and a new way forward. And um, it's quite a wonderful new moon in that respect. This new moon does lead into some massive, massive shifts that we've got coming a uh, we've got the first libra star point coming up um, on, on october the 22nd after this new moon some of the planets are going to s- begin to start stationing direct more mostly in october we do have a mercury retrograde coming up in um in Oct- um, in september after this new moon to re to really look at this Libra card of bringing this balance and justice and things back into harmony and bring and t- and diplomacy and um, all that kind of stuff, but yeah, really, it's if I could sum up this new moon, it's get to work with whatever the lid has come off, get make practical solutions, build practical new ways of doing things. So that we can, Ceres, Chiron, start to heal what we've been doing to this world that we live in and inhabit and to each other. So, um, big new moon. And I will see you all for the Pisces full moon. And I'll create this um, masterclass on Ceres. But I actually have two trips. I've got one trip during this new moon and I've got another trip over Labor Day in the US, kind of the second week in September. So it'll be after that. So for now, much love. I'll see you next time. And don't forget to subscribe.